Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. We continue to celebrate Super Bowl week with our Radio Row at Home coverage. And I have, you know, I didn't need to go to L.A. to bring the Super Bowl feel to you. When I've gone to Radio Row in the past, you never know who exactly is going to stop by. You never know what exactly you're going to be talking about on any given day. And today we're talking baseball, Red Sox baseball, with our friend Kyle Glazer over at Baseball America. Kyle, how are you? Doing all right. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, I appreciate you being with us. You guys just came out with your organizational farm system rankings last week. Red Sox checked in at 11th, which is a nice rebound for them from the last couple of years. So uh, let me start here. This team last year went to the ALCS, and I saw Fangraphs projected them to be in fourth place in the AL East this year. Are you this down on the Red Sox heading into 2022 as they are? I wouldn't say I'm that down on them. I think they're certainly in contention to win the American League East, but I can also see a scenario where they do finish in third place. The Yankees are really good. The Rays are really good. The Blue Jays are really good. This is a really, really good division. I don't think it's crazy to suggest the Red Sox could be a good team but finishes in third or fourth place. Heck, the Blue Jays won 90 games last year and were in fourth place. Yeah. So it's just a tough division. Before we get to your rankings and talk about specific players, unfortunately right now we can't talk about baseball without mentioning labor strife. I mean, federal mediators, the labor secretary, everybody wants involved here and could, could get in at any given point. If I set the over-under at 143.5 games played per team this season, would you take the over or the under? I would take the over because I think Major League Baseball and the owners in particular are desperate to get a full 162-game season. The season just might start late. They'll try and pile in all the double headers or push the playoffs back a little bit. But after not having a full season in 2020, they're desperate to get a full 162 in. Well, certainly hope that you are right. And now let's move over to the Red Sox specifically. I have been a staunch Heim Bloom defender since he got to Boston. And I think that last year he did a really brilliant job of navigating a, a hard, you know, it's a hard balance to try to win at the major league level while also building up prospect depth. So how tough do you think it is to, to hit both of those objectives at the same time? It's extraordinarily difficult. A lot of teams really, really struggle to do it. The Dodgers are kind of the one team that's consistently been able to do it. Um, but it's not easy. And, and you give High and Bloom and the Red Sox credit. They, you know, of course, have a lot of resources. They have a very, very large scouting staff. They have a lot of money they can spend on research and development. And they also have a lot of money they can spend on major league payroll. So there's no reason for them not to be able to do both. But it's still difficult to execute. Kyle Glazer, National Baseball Insider over at Baseball America. He's here with us on the Brady Farkas Show and our Radio Row at Home coverage on WDEV. My big plan this offseason for the Red Sox has been this. I've said the team should trade Bobby Dahlbeck to a team like the A's or the Reds to get some pitching. Then I think they should sign Kyle Schwarber, let him play first base this year, and then next year he goes to DH when J.D. Martinez leaves. And the reason why this all works for me is that the Red Sox top prospect could slide into first base in 2023, Tristan Cassis. Do you like my plan, and how good is Cassis? Well, so it's certainly potentially a workable plan. The issue is we've seen teams have not been willing to give up a whole lot for corner bats, especially ones with higher strikeout rates. And Bobby Dahlbeck certainly really turned it on last year from June on, and I think is a good player with more upside and feeling ahead of him. I just don't know if you're going to get a whole lot from him in trade. Other teams are just not valuing players like that very highly, and you don't want to trade him unless you're getting a good value for him. 
I actually kind of think that if Rafael Devers continues to play a really bad third base, Bobby Dahlbeck's a really good third baseman. Hmm. He just kind of played first base of deference to Devers, but maybe they can actually use him as their third baseman, move Devers somewhere and figure something out. It just comes back to what you can get for Dahlbeck. Wow, that's fascinating. I had not thought about that idea. Um, we saw Dahlbeck at second last year, I think, at times at the very end of the season. Talk to me about Cassis. We saw him tear up the Olympics. Um, he was great there and was Team USA's best player. How good is he? He has a chance to be a middle-of-the-order slugger. He really, really controls the strike zone, has a really, really advanced feel for hitting for his age, just in terms of recognizing pitches, staying back on breaking balls, not being too aggressive, and then really managing the strike zone. And when he gets a pitch to hit, he unloads on it. He's a big, strong dude who can hit baseballs a long way. Uh, and he's got some, some pure feel to hit as well. He's not a guy who just goes up there taking giant hacks and hits it a long way when he happens to connect. He actually has an ability to drive the ball the other way, and to hit the ball where it's pissed, all the things you want to see. I mean, in a perfect world, this is a guy who becomes, you know, your starting first baseman who hits, 280 with a high on base percentage gets to 30 home runs and is an all-star contention every year. Obviously, there's still a ways to go. Uh, you know, he got a taste triple A last year. So still a very young kid with some development left. But you can see it all clicking for him, and that's why we have him as one of the top 25 prospects in baseball. You know, I think that the Red Sox, in my opinion, they need another outfielder. And they brought back Jackie Bradley Jr. I don't think he's the answer on a playoff team for 162 games. The guy who I'd like to be the answer is Jaron Duran, and I'm not sure he's the answer either. So what do we think of Duran at this point? He's a great athlete who's still trying to figure out who he is as a hitter. He's always been, at his best in my opinion, a guy who's lacing the ball line to line and letting his speed work, more of a gap hitter, you know, maybe a couple balls carry over the fence. The Red Sox obviously reworked his swing at the alternate training site, got him a lot more uphill, launch angle, and we saw some power come, but against Major League Pitching, the top of the strike zone, he just got exploited. I don't really think power hits his game. I think finding the middle ground between, let's, you know, drive balls hard, gap to gap, maybe be able to get a couple of them over the fence. I think the best version of Jared Durant is a guy who's 30 doubles, 10 triples, 10 home runs, just putting the ball in play and using his speed. You know, a 20, 20 home run version of Jared Durant, I don't think that's the best version of him. Is he a guy you think is a fourth outfielder moving forward? Is he best served as, a, as bench depth? Is he best served as trade bait? No, he can still be a starting outfielder in the major leagues, but he's got to figure out the right approach. He's got to figure out the right swing for him. I wouldn't be too discouraged by how poorly things went last year. We saw the gap between AAA and the majors last year become the widest it ever was. You have to remember these guys, the alternate training site cannot come close to replicating a full season. We saw a lot of young players struggle last year. I wouldn't worry about it too much. I think it's more about him finding the right approach and right swing for him. And if he does, he can absolutely be a starting caliber outfielder in the major leagues. Kyle Glazer from Baseball America with us here talking Red Sox. It's Radio Row at home here on the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV. Last year at the draft, the Red Sox were picking in the top five, and I can't remember the last time that that happened. I was really hoping that Jack Leiter out of Vanderbilt was going to fall to the Sox at number four. He didn't. He goes number two. But the Red Sox end up with this toolsy shortstop prospect out of California, Marcelo Meyer. He's one of their top prospects already, too. What do we think of this kid? Uh, for my money, he was the best player in the draft last mm. year. And the wow. other teams that passed on him are going to regret doing so. Um, it's not just tools with him. He's remarkably polished. It's a beautiful, sweet left-handed swing, the type of left-handed swing that you just want to watch over and over again. 
can drive the ball hardly off the field. He can turn on velocity and drive it off the wall in right center with a wood bat. And he just plays a beautiful shortstop. It's so graceful, so fluid. I mean, you can dream of this guy being a gold glove caliber shortstop who's contending for, you know, 300 batting averages and maybe getting 50 to 20 home runs. This is a premium, premium talent. The Red Sox absolutely scored landing him in the draft last year, and uh, he has a chance. It's pretty special. I know this is a fool's errand trying to, to ask this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Does Meyer's ceiling in any way change what you might do with Xander Bogarts? He's got the ability to opt out after this year. We'd love to see him back, but if you're going to get bring him back, it's going to be a six- or seven-year deal. Is Meyer the kind of guy that could get in in the next couple of years to where at some point Bogarts would be blocking him, or are they two just completely independent situations from each other? You know, it's hard to predict that right now. Again, we have to see what Xander Bogarts' defense, how that continues to trend. Obviously, he was not great at shortstop either last year. But, you know, as talented as Marcelo Mayer is, this is a kid who was in high school last year. He's only played the complex leagues minimum. This is a four-year journey he's going to be on, and that's if everything goes right. I mean, even if he gets hurt or gets sidetracked, and it takes him five or six years, he'll still be 23, 24. I mean, it's a very young kid. I, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Let's just let him develop. Let's see how Bogart continues to play. Yeah, offensively, you know, he's a stud. Defensively, we need to see how he progresses and then make a decision, you know, in a couple of years. And we might not even have to make the decision. This is a long way off. Kyle, I'll get you out of here on this. We we know the big names in the Red Sox system. Is there anybody under the radar we should be paying attention to? You know, I don't know if he's under the radar anymore, but Nick York can just play a hit. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. He's the Red Sox first round pick in twenty twenty and at the time he was considered by a lot of people to be more of a second to fourth round talent. And the Red Sox paid him as a second to fourth round talent. He got an underslot bonus, but he went out this year and after a slow start was one of the best hitters in the minor leagues over the last couple months of the season. Again, he's you know smaller guy, not going to jump out at you in terms of his physicality or his tools. Um, you know, defensively things are a little rough, but the dude can just play and put the bat on the ball and hit, and that's a really really special skill and one that should help him keep rising. Well, we're looking forward to spring training starting whenever that is. We're looking forward to the regular season starting whenever that is, too. So Kyle Glazer, National Baseball Insider over at Baseball America. I recommend you check out all of their work. They are just uh, really a, a, a huge resource for baseball fans everywhere. Kyle, have a great week, and we will talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me.